Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Melissa Rich, and this is the Taking Care of Your Podcast Temple. We are actually on episode 16, and the title of this one, not original, To Sleep, Perchance to Dream. That is from Shakespeare, Hamlet, for those of you who are classic buffs. And obviously, you probably figured it out by now because I know you guys are so smart. The topic of this podcast is sleeping. So we'll get to that in a little bit. I want to do my introductory things. Um, the objective of this podcast, as always, is to help women connect with God on a regular basis and learn to use his grace, strength, power, and wisdom, and all the other things that he offers to improve their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We do this by following four principles. The first one is keeping our focus on God. And this is the one that, to me, always sounds so easy. Well, of course, I want to do that. But it really is harder to do than it sounds because we are very easily distracted. I don't know about you, but I can end up chasing rabbits really quickly. So I have to kind of keep pulling myself back on track, on track. No, I'm wandering. Pull myself back on track. So it is a continual process during the day. I would love to say, yes, I have, you know, I'm 65 years old. I grew up in the church. I've been doing this for so long. I can do it automatically. No. I still have to work at it. And I'm sorry to tell you this, those of you who are disappointed, we'll probably have to work at it till the day we die. That's just how it is. It's a process. So keeping our focus on God. Next thing, acknowledging that we are not enough on our own. I've said it before. This is an easy one for me because I really have figured that out through um, some very hard trial and errors. I've realized I don't know as much as I think I, I do. Um, so I, I have have some hard-won humility in my life. So I do not hesitate at all to tell God, help. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Or, or even, I know I messed this up, but could you please help me anyway? And thankfully, he is always gracious to do that. That's not to say there are not consequences sometimes for my choices and behaviors, but he will always help us to get through. Next, remembering that it is about progress, not perfection. So we don't have to do things perfectly in order for God to love us. Isn't that amazing news? I mean, honestly, that is so reassuring. We do, though, need to keep moving in the right direction. And God talks about growth in the Bible. He says, you know, you don't want to stay children and just keep eating or drinking milk all the time. You want to move on to solid food. That is how it should be. We want to grow. We want to get stronger, smarter, better. We need to do it with his help. And again, we're going to mess up. Learn from it, let it go, move on. Then the last thing is to consciously check, or con consciously, sorry, change our thoughts. Our thoughts or the messages that we give ourselves are so powerful. And if we let them be very negative and very toxic, then we are going to be very negative and toxic and probably anxious and depressed and scared and stressed. We need to, on a regular basis, Check what our messages are that we're giving ourselves and change them if need be. So I always start off with a prayer. Let's go ahead and do that now. Lord, I just thank you so much for giving me this platform. I ask that you will bless the people who are listening to it. Um, help us all to learn some things about sleep, to be able to improve our sleep because it is so important. And I just ask that the lives that we live will glorify you. Thank you for loving us. Amen. Okay. So my goal is to do this podcast on a weekly basis. So far, so good. 
and to give you guys some good tools and tips that help you function and feel better. Sometimes on the podcast, I will have a guest. I haven't done that in a while, but I am actually getting ready to a few more um, or maybe next one. Can't remember. A few more. Then other times it is just me. Today, it is just me. And I am going to be talking about sleeping. So not getting a good sleep on a regular basis may be a sign that you have a sleep disorder. And a sleep disorder is a condition that causes this chronic sleep deprivation deprivation, and it negatively impacts your quality of life. I've said for years that we are a nation of walking insomniacs. Not only do a lot of people not get a good night's sleep, but they kind of boast about it. Oh yeah, I didn't get to bed till 3.30 this morning and had to get up at five. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a good thing. I mean, people say that like, that's okay. And I've heard people say, uh, you know, I can sleep when I'm dead. Well, yeah, you can, but if you don't sleep really well now, you may be dead a lot sooner than you plan on. Getting a good night's sleep, guys, it really is important. It does matter. It affects everything about us. It's kind of a foundational thing for our health. So I'm going to briefly go over uh, the seven major categories of sleep disorders. The first one is insomnia. We've all heard of this one. According to Mayo Clinic, insomnia is a common sleep disorder that can make it hard to fall asleep, hard to stay asleep, or cause you to wake up early and not be able to go back to sleep. This morning, I woke up about half an hour before I needed to. I was trying to go back to sleep and realized I needed to go to the bathroom. And I kept trying to tell myself, no, it's fine. I'll be okay. I can can just rest here for 30 minutes. I finally gave up. Just got up, used the bathroom, got up early because by that time I was awake. I don't do that all the time, thankfully. Um, You may still feel tired when you wake up if you have insomnia. You've slept, kind of, but you wake up and and you are not feeling refreshed at all. Insomnia can not only sap your energy level and mood, but it can also affect your health, work performance, and quality of life. I mean, you think about how you feel if you have a couple of nights in a row where you haven't slept well. It's not good. I get irritable. Plus, I'm tired all the time and I have like no energy. Fortunately, this doesn't happen too often for me. So another type of sleep disorder is called sleep-related breathing disorder, such as snoring. Everybody knows what that is. Obstructive sleep apnea. These are, and obstructive sleep apnea. And those are episodes where you basically stop breathing while you're sleeping and you wake up gasping for air because you stop breathing. That's kind of a scary one. So there are those. Next is central disorders of hypersomnolence. These are things where you sleep a lot, like narcolepsy, where you just suddenly, in the middle of things, conk out on your desk and you fall asleep. I had a friend who was fired for that. Um, Hypersomnia, which is a symptom of narcolepsy, and that's this excessive daytime sleepiness, feeling sleepy and tired all day long. Then there are circadian rhythm sleep-wake disorders. These include things like jet lag. If you've ever gone from one continent to another and crossed several time zones, you know what I'm talking about. It really can mess you up. Sleep habits and job requirements. I always feel so sorry for people who work late at night, who work night shifts, or the worst ones are the swing shifts. They work day sometimes, then they work night sometimes. You talk about really messing up your body, that will absolutely do it. It is not fun. It is not healthy for you. 
It causes your body's internal clock to be out of sync with the environment. And daylight savings time can contribute to this. This year, this I, I'm recording this in spring, and I guess two or three weeks ago, we went on daylight savings times. That was on a Sunday. Well, that Monday and Tuesday, I was so tired. I was dragging myself around. I don't usually do that. And I slept okay the those two nights before, and I couldn't figure out why am I so tired. I mentioned it to my son, and he said, Mom, it was daylight savings times. I hadn't even put it together, but I was like, you're right. And I will say here, by the way, I hate daylight savings times. I wish they would do away with it. We would just stay off of it and not do the switching back and forth. It's it's not good. Again, it messes up your circadian rhythms. It does it for children, for animals, and for people. I have heard that there is a move in Congress, I think sometime this November, to vote on whether just to stay on daylight savings times and not go off it again. I like that better than going back and forth. I wish we could just go off it and stay off it, but they didn't check with me first. Should have, but there it is. Okay, the next group of disorders are parasomnias. These are things like sleepwalking, rapid eye movement behavior disorder, and sleep paralysis. These are all pretty self-explanatory. These usually occur in a state that kind of lies between being asleep and being awake. The person may seem alert, but they are without awareness because their brain is not completely awake. So if you've ever seen somebody sleepwalking and you you really thought that they were awake and you try to talk to them and you realize they're not all here, it's a little creepy. That's what it's talking about. So those are those disorders there. And the last one is sleep-related movement disorders. These are repetitive movements that interfere with sleep. The movements are usually simple, like a, a jerk or a twitch, things like restless leg syndrome, periodic limb movement disorder, sleep-related bruxism. This is teeth grinding. I know this because my late husband was a dentist, and this can cause all kinds of, of issues. It can give you migraines. It can, it can just hurt your whole face. You can have headaches. And what they may need to do for this, if you're doing it, you need to go see a dentist, and you're probably going to have to get a... Uh, a mouth guard that's made by a dentist to prevent the teeth grinding because you're doing it on an unconscious level. You can try hypnosis. I, I think in the past, it's been a while, but I think I've used that with people to give them the suggestion to stop grinding their teeth at night. It's a learned behavior. It can be unlearned, but it takes a while. And then there's also leg cramps. So all of those can interfere with a good night's sleep. So let me give you some statistics that I think are interesting. So a Consumer Reports survey found that 20% of adults have tried a natural sleep remedy within the last year. Melatonin is one of the most popular. I think everybody has heard of that one um, that people use. And what they find is that when natural remedies like melatonin are not available, people will turn to over-the-counter meds, prescription drugs, or other substances that cause sleepiness. What are those other substances, you ask? I'm so glad you did because I am about to tell you. So 20% of the people took natural vitamins and supplements like melatonin or magnesium. I've not tried magnesium, but I've heard that can help also. 10% took over-the-counter pain relievers like Tylenol PM or Zequil. 9% used marijuana. Never tried that one. Um, and I, I guess it could make you sleepy. I think it also causes other issues. 
8% used over-the-counter sleep aids like Unisom. 7% use antihistamines that cause drowsiness like Benadryl. 7% use prescription sleep aids, Lunesta, Ambiol, Restorol. And I do want to caution you, Ambien can be dangerous. When my dad was still alive, he was in his 80s living by himself in an assisted living thing. And he woke up one morning with blood all over his sheets and his pillow and him. Scared all of us. We you know, went there and checked things out and we finally figured out what had happened. He had been prescribed Ambien. This was several years ago when they were prescribing it a lot more freely than they are now. And he ended up sleepwalking, went into his kitchen and started cooking, started chopping up some vegetables. Well, I mean, he's not doing it very well because he's asleep and the knife slipped and nicked a couple of his fingers. And so apparently at some point he got back in bed, but his fingers were bleeding. So he got blood all over everywhere. I have heard of people who sleep drove. They got in their car and were driving under the influence of Ambien. So they're not prescribing it nearly as much as they used to, thankfully, but be very careful if you're taking it or if you know someone who is taking it, just be aware that it can have some very bad side effects. Then 6% drink alcohol, probably also not the best way to do it. I mean, drink until you pass out. 5% use CBD oil. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if CBD oil, I don't know that much about it, if it can cause drowsiness, but apparently people think that it can. So those are some of the things that people try to help them get to sleep. Okay. So why is sleep so important? Improving sleep has been shown scientifically to increase our performance, our cognition, our thinking, and even helps regulate appetite and weight. It really is important, guys. You really need to get a good night's sleep on a regular basis. God designed us that way. We need sleep. This is not something that you should just kind of mess around with or try to do without. People who sleep less than seven hours per night are more likely to develop obesity than those who sleep more. So for all of us who are vain, there's a very good reason for getting enough sleep. You don't want to gain a lot of weight and you tend to if you don't sleep as much. I don't know why. I'm not sure what the connection is, but it is, it's real. The risk of diabetes increases with too little sleep, which is less than seven hours, or too much sleep, which is more than nine hours. Most people don't have the too much sleep issue, so I'm not too concerned about that one. Those who sleep less than six hours per night are 20 to 30% more likely to develop hypertension, high blood pressure, than people who get seven to eight hours of sleep per night. So you don't want high blood pressure either. That's also not fun. And not driving while sleepy and driving after or not driving after less than five hours sleep and not driving between two to five a.m., not doing all of those things can reduce car crashes up to 19%. And I have a story about that. So it was probably about 15 years ago. We were living in Oklahoma, going to Henderson Hills Baptist Church, and it is an Easter Sunday. There in our new dresses, we're, you know, doing our thing. And I go into the service and I'm sitting down, I think we're singing. And all of a sudden, all the lights go out. I mean, all the lights in the entire building go out. This was before we had the cell phones were as popular and we had the flashlights in them. I mean, I think a few people had those, but most people, they were, you know, looking for candles and for flashlights. 
And we went ahead and finished the service in the dark without electricity. But what they found out later is that this young man had been working a night shift and was driving home on the street that went past the church, which was a major one, and fell asleep and hit a transformer. He was okay, but it knocked out power for the entire neighborhood. So I've always remembered that. And he was just tired from not having slept. So be aware, that is not a good thing. Making certain lifestyle changes can help improve the quality of your sleep as well as your overall well-being. Now, if you have a really severe disorder like sleep apnea, you may have to have surgery, but that's only usually done as a last resort after lifestyle changes and sleep medications have been tried and have not helped. So I, you don't usually jump into that right away. Okay. So how to improve your sleep? That's what we're all wondering. And by the way, this is a two-parter. I started it out as a one-parter, kept going and going and going. And I realized, okay, I'm going to have to cut this one off. So I will do more of this next time. So good sleep habits are sometimes referred to as sleep hygiene. And these are things that can help you get a good night's sleep. So some of the habits that will improve your health and therefore your sleep hygiene are. One is be consistent. Try to go to bed at the same time every night, get up at the same time every morning, including holidays and weekends. Now, having said that, most of us are not going to do that. I know Saturday morning is the one day that I get to sleep in. Although for me, sleeping in is like 6.30 instead of 5.30. And I am probably going to continue to do that. But I think what they're talking about is if you're if you're just going back and forth and back and forth and there's no consistency, that is not helpful. So just so you know, that is what is recommended. Make sure your bedroom is quiet. That makes sense. Dark, relaxing, and at a comfortable temperature. You are going to sleep better if you do that. Remove electronic devices such as TVs, computers, and smartphones from your bedroom. You do not want to try to sleep with the TV. I was just talking with some friends the other day about not having your phone in your bedroom because you keep checking it. Don't even take it into your bedroom. I charge mine at night while I'm sleeping, but I do it in my bathroom. And I close the door between my bathroom and my bedroom so that I don't even see it. So just be aware, don't bring those things into your room because they really are not helpful at all. Okay, I'm going to get some flack for this one. I'm ready. Don't sleep with children in your bed. I know some cultures do that. I get it. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying if you want to sleep well, it is not a good idea. And I know some cultures will sleep with like babies in the bed. I never did that because I was really afraid I would roll over on my baby. So, or they would fall off the bed or something. So I never did that. But guys, it, they are going to be you know, rolling around, you know, they may be moving, they may have to get up and go to the bathroom. You are not going to sleep well with your child in the bed with you, I promise. So if at all possible, have them sleep in their bed, you sleep in your bed, everyone will do better. Okay, some common sense things. Avoid large meals, caffeine and alcohol before bedtime. Caffeine obviously is going to, you know, perk you up. Large meals, if you, right before bedtime, and I know people who will eat like 
their bedtime is 10 o'clock, they're eating at nine. Sometimes you can't avoid it. I get that. Sometimes things just run really late. I've had times, rarely, well, I have to do that myself. I hate it. When I have to eat really late, I try to make sure I eat a very light meal or I just do intermittent fasting. I, I just don't even eat that late. Because what happens is this big meal just sits in your stomach. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. You've got this big lump inside of you that can take several hours to digest enough that you actually are somewhat comfortable so you can sleep. So it's it's just not conducive to it at all. Have comfortable pillows, sheets, and blankets. And again, this makes sense. I found out years ago that the thread count on your sheets, the higher the thread count, the softer and silkier your sheets are. So if you have, I think like a 200 thread count, that's not that great. 800 thread count, or a thousand, yeah, those are those are really nice. So I would say get the best sheets that you can afford. Don't break the bank, but get some that are comfortable. Same thing with your pillows. I'm very picky about my pillows. I have to have a certain kind, or I get a crick in my neck. So whenever I travel, I always take at least the one pillow with me that I put under my head so that it's at the right angle for me. So make sure those are comfortable. Do get some exercise during the day. Being physically active during the day can help you fall asleep more easily at night. Having said that, do not exercise like 30 minutes before bedtime because then you can get your heart rate up and you're breathing. And so you you want that hour before bedtime is kind of your chill down and relax. Don't, don't get yourself going. That's not helpful. Set a bedtime that is early enough for you to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep. So if you know you have to get up at five, don't set your bedtime for midnight. That's that's just not going to do it. Unless it's a one-time thing where like sometimes when you have to travel, you have to get up early. I've done that. But don't do that on a regular basis. It's not helpful. Now, I get conflicting advice here. Don't go to bed unless you're sleepy. However, have a bedtime and go to bed at bedtime. So again, you kind of have to take these with a grain of salt and do what works for you. I pretty much go to bed at my bedtime, <clears throat> excuse me, and I have some tools that I use if, I, if I'm not sleepy that will help me fall asleep, which I will go over, I believe, next week. Sorry. No, actually, I think some of them will be this week. And those help me. Um, and I'll get back to the don't go to bed unless you're sleepy in a little bit. Make sure your bedroom is quiet and relaxing and keep the room at a comfortable, cool temperature. I'm pretty picky about that too. I, If it's too hot, I have a hard time sleeping. But if it's too cold, I'm freezing and I hate being cold. So then I'm just shivering, huddled under a blanket. So you, you kind of want to get it at something that's comfortable for you and hopefully for everybody else in your house. Some things that you can drink that have been proven to help you sleep. Warm milk, which I've never tried. Although I have to say, I've tried hot chocolate. I do like that. I don't know if the chocolate would cancel out the powers of the warm milk. Chamomile tea and then tart cherry juice. I've never tried tart cherry juice, but I've heard that it really does help with sleep. I've never seen it in the grocery store. You might have to order it online or find a health food store somewhere. Limit exposure to bright light in the evenings. So start dimming the lights at least an hour before bedtime. Turn off extra lights. You know, just let your brain start getting the message that it's it's becoming time to go to bed. Obviously, this is easier to do in the winter when it gets dark 
earlier. When it's summer, which is another reason I don't like daylight savings time, stays light until 8.30, it really takes a while. And, and my bedtime sometimes is 8.30. It can take a while for your brain to process the message that, oh yeah, it's time to go to sleep now. So be aware of that. Use a pre-recorded hypnosis session. It helps slow your brain waves so that you can relax. And this is something that I do for all my clients when they come in for a package. The third session, I have them recorded on their phone so they have a personalized session for them. I also give them early in, in the, uh, the first session a general pre-recorded session that they listen to. And I just always hear that yeah, you start talking and I just fall asleep and that's fine. That is exactly what it's for. It's just a, an aid to help you drift off and to put the suggestions that you want in your mind. I mean, I have people listen to recordings about anxiety or weight loss or I don't know, being more productive, whatever it is, but just the fact that you're listening to it at night at bedtime, it's really easy to just... it. It helps put those suggestions into your brain so that you change your thoughts and your behavior. It also helps you go to sleep. So those are all good. Okay, next, eat foods with tryptophan because it helps regulate your sleep patterns. This is in things like turkey. And, you know, you always feel tired after a big turkey dinner. This is why, because it has tryptophan. Some other things that it's in are milk, canned tuna, chicken, oats, cheese, nuts, and seeds, and some breads. So again, don't eat a lot of things before you go to sleep. But if you want to eat something that helps you sleep, pick something with tryptophan. Next, turn off all electronic devices at least 30 minutes before bedtime. TV, computers, phones, turn them off. I live about a block away from a major highway and in the evening, I, you know, I eat dinner, watch a little TV, relax, play some games on my iPad. I have like a jigsaw puzzle and some solitaire things. And I'm watching some TV for a while. About half an hour before bedtime, I try to turn off the TV. And I'm still playing something on my iPad because it's just, again, it's solitaire. It's not like a, a I'm shooting people or whatever. And I can hear the sounds of the cars on the freeway going by. Boom. Boom, boom. And honestly, it is the most relaxing thing. I start falling asleep sitting there in my chair listening to it. So again, just turn things off and let your brain start to relax. Talked about this a little bit. Don't eat a large meal before bedtime. If you're hungry at night, eat a light, healthy snack. And as I said before, try intermittent fasting and try to have your last meal before five o'clock. I promise you, you will sleep better it will also help you with weight. Uh, let's see. Use a diffuser with lavender oil, lavender essential oil. Put a lavender satchel under your pillow because lavender is a very soothing, calming scent. And a lot of people use it at night to help them fall asleep. It's very effective. Exercise regularly. Maintain a healthy diet. Limit naps during the day. Now, a lot of this depends on what a nap means to you. If a nap is two hours and you take one every day, you are not going to sleep well at night. When I nap, and I do whenever I can, it's 15 or 20 minutes. I think I've mentioned this before. I have recliners in my office because I do hypnosis. And so every day that I can, after lunch, I stretch out in a recliner, close the blinds, turn off the lights, put on some soothing music and my uh, 
nature sounds and I'm off for 15 or 20 minutes and I feel so much better. It gives my back a break. I just feel more rested. That little siesta, and I grew up in Latin America, so I know all about the siestas. That is very, very helpful. But again, I don't do two or three hours. I can't sleep that long during the day unless I'm sick or something. So let me talk about a couple of methods that I found online. One is the 10-3-2-1-0 method. This was developed by Dr. Jess Andrade. I don't know if I pronounced that right. So what the way this works is 10 hours before bedtime, no more caffeine. That's a good guideline, by the way. Three hours before bedtime, no more food or alcohol. Two hours before bedtime, no more work. One hour before bedtime, no more screen time. Shut off all phones, TVs, computers. And then the zero is the number of times you'll need to hit the snooze in the morning is what he says. And that really sounds like pretty common sense. And I, I saw some good reviews on this one. Another one that I found is the 478 breathing method by Dr. Andrew Wheel, W-E-I-L. Sorry, Andrew, if I mis mispronounced that. Here's how this works. You adopt a comfortable position and relax your body. Inhale quietly through your nose for four seconds. Then hold your breath for a count of seven seconds. Then exhale through your mouth, making a whoosh sound for eight seconds. And repeat the cycle for up to four times. And supposedly that will, I haven't tried it, but I saw reviews on it. People were saying, oh my gosh, this just puts me right to sleep. And really, I think anything that you use on a regular basis, your brain gets used to the fact that, oh, we're doing this now. It means it's time to go to sleep. And so it makes it easier for you to go to sleep. Okay. There is a lot of technology available, a lot of technology, a lot of tools. Sleep has become a big business. So I reviewed some of them, the just what I felt like were the best ones. And I'm going to talk about apps now to help you sleep. And I will say, before I start, I have an app that is amazing that I use every day, sometimes a couple of times a day. And almost always I use it at night to help me sleep. It's not just for sleep, but it does that one as well. I'm going to talk about that app last. So hang in there. Okay. The most popular app just for sleeping appears to be Calm. And it has a lot of calming exercises, some breathing techniques, and some sleep stories that are narrated by celebrities like Matthew McConaughey and LeBron James. You can get Calm for a seven-day free trial, and then you're enrolled in Calm Premium. It's $69.99 a year or $14.99 a month. Haven't tried it, but I actually know friends who have and have, have heard good things about it. Next is, some, is one called Headspace. These are sleep meditations that help create, they say, the inner conditions needed for a restful night. Because, and I agree with this, when we settle the mind, we rest the body. And that makes it easier to wind down and drift off. So what they say is that the meditations that they do help lower heart rate by igniting the parasympathetic nervous system and encourage slower breathing. So it helps you fall asleep quicker and easier. So with this one, you can do 14 days free, then $69.99 a year or $583 a month. And guys, remember, this stuff changes so fast. So if you listen to this recording a few months after I post it, you may find the information, especially for the apps, is completely different. Just do your research. All I did was I got online and did apps that help you sleep. And there's bunches. I just, like I said, did the ones that look like the best, that had the, the most reviews. And so we'll see. 
Next one is one called Yours. And what this one does is through specially developed meditation rituals, sleep stories, yoga practices, and soundscapes, their aim is to give you a safe haven where you can take time for yourself and it is all tailored toward you. They say that using clever technology, they will find the best program based on your habits and needs to help body and mind. So it's a very personalized app that they tailor toward you. You do have to answer. So some of them do have these questionnaires. And I, I answered one just to see. It took like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, so it's not like a huge time commitment. But they use that information to help tailor the app to you. Yours has a seven-day free trial or $6.99 a month, or $59.99 a year. Okay, next one, sleep reset. They claim you will have no more sleepless nights or groggy mornings. They say that you will start sleeping better with the world's first digital personalized sleep clinic. They do have a sleep assessment that they want you to take, which is good. I mean, again, it's going to be personalized for you. This is $19 for a seven-day trial and then $297 at 50% off. The $297 is the 50% off for 12 weeks. It renews automatically. You can cancel at any time. This was the priciest one that I found. Again, it got good reviews, so check it out. Next one, Hatch Restore. This one uses music, dreamscapes, guided rest exercises, and sleep stories to help you transition easily into sleep. They claim that they help you stay asleep longer because they block out noise and disruptions with pink noise. I know what white noise is. Not really sure what pink noise is. There are light rain and other background noises that help you tune out any distractions that can help you um, feel wakeful. And you wake up feeling refreshed because they have this gradual sunrise light and selection of sounds like morning birds, meditative flute, that sounds kind of cool, and relaxing chimes to help you wake up without like a really loud alarm clock. This one is uh, first 30 days are free, then it's $129.99 for a, with a, I guess that's for a year. It didn't really say. There is a 60 night money back guarantee. Couple more. Next is sleep cycle. This is this uses patented sound analysis technology. This one I found very intriguing. Sleep cycle, the app listens to your body, to your breathing, to the sounds that you make, and it gives you an analysis of your sleep. Sounds kind of a little weird, but but I mean I see why they do it. And they use your the findings that that they get from the app to help figure out good and bad influences on your sleep. They come up with a sleep analysis that's like a, presented as a chart with a graph, and they provide you tailored guidance on how you can change your routine to improve your sleep. There's no free trial period, $9.99 a month or $40 a year. Now, I can't confirm that on their website. A couple of them did not post prices. This, I just found that somebody who used it said that's what it was. So I don't know. One more before I get to mine. This is Sleep Easy. This one has, they said, 100 plus sleep treatments and programs, resources for insomnia, jet lag, sleep apnea, nightmares, restless leg, and children's sleep. So this sounds like it's probably for the more severe one. There is music designed to help you sleep and metrics 
to track your improvement. I also like this one. This is the only one I, I found that said this. They You have access to sleep experts with this one. I could not find a cost anywhere for this one. Looked all over, couldn't find it. So I, I'm sure it costs something. And I guess once you sign up, they'll let you know. So that's that one. Okay. Now I want to talk about my favorite app and it is called the Tapping Solution. I have to talk a little bit about tapping, what that is. And I'm going to be probably at some point doing a uh, podcast on tapping because it's just such a cool thing. So tapping is also called emotional freedom technique. It's a self-empowering technique that is proven to work four times quicker than cognitive behavioral standard. And that's kind of the industry standard as, as like the best. And a lot of people see results in just one session. And I, I can attest to that. EFT or tapping is a somatic body-based healing technique. Somatic means it uses your body and it allows you to free yourself from negative thoughts and beliefs. It reduces stress and improves confidence and you just are able to overcome bad habits easier. EFT or tapping has been researched really out the wazoo and still is being researched all over the world by scientists and universities, including Harvard. And the results that they found have been published in papers and medical and psychology journals. I just want y'all to know this is not this some little, um, you know, skeezy little thing. This is this is a real thing. It's been around for 25 years. It has longevity. I promise it works. And I'm going to tell you my story about that in just a little bit. EFT fuses psychological cognitive benefits of therapy with the physical and energy boosting effects of acupuncture. You probably weren't expecting that one. It works very quickly. There are no side effects. And you cannot say that with like medications. So you use your fingers to stimulate the meridian points. These are points used in Chinese medicine for over 5,000 years while talking about your issue. It sends a sign or a signal to the control center in your brain, the amygdala, that it's safe to relax. The amygdala controls our fight or flight response. And when we're in a situation where that kicks in and we can't run away and it's not a good idea to punch somebody when things go wrong, when we get stressed, we tend to cope with bad behaviors because, again, we can't run. We can't hit anybody. So we go smoke. We eat too much. We shoplift. Well, I don't, but some people do. And so we do things that we should not be doing. So I use tapping every day. The app has sessions for anxiety, fear, anger, peace, pain, energy, sleep, worry, weight loss, cravings, gratitudes, healing, motivation. They are regularly adding new material. They have longer sessions from like 30 plus minutes to micro sessions, three or four minutes, which I love. I use a micro session every night for relaxation. I literally am lying in bed. I finished reading. It's the last thing I do before I turn my light out. I have my cell phone resting on my chest. I'm listening to the session. I'm tapping along with it and repeating what they say. And it really does help me just go to sleep quickly and easily. It just helps my mind shut down. This one you can try free for two weeks and then it is $95 a year. All right. So let me tell you my little tapping story. I trained in EFT or tapping probably 20, 25 years ago, did the training. I liked it. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. Tap, tap, tap. Okay. I've got it. And then I forgot all about it. Well, 
I guess it was a year and a half or so ago now, I met up with a former client and we were catching up on things. And he told me that he had been able to overcome something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, anxiety, gambling, something like that. He was seeing me for something else, but I knew he had this other issue that he was dealing with. And I said, great, how did you do that? And he said, I found this online group and he used tapping with us. And I thought, tapping, I forgot all about tapping. Okay, yeah, I should I should look that back up again. And I did, started getting back into it. I'm kind of a research nerd. I like to see how things work. So I started looking at the research on tapping and there's lots. So I found this study where they had a group of people with food cravings and they had them think about the food that they were craving. And then they did an MRI scan on their brain and they showed the scan. The areas of their brain related to the food that they craved were lit up like, I don't know, Christmas tree lights. They pulled them out of the MRI. They did one tapping session with them on that food. They put them back in the MRI, did another scan there were nothing was lit up. I thought, okay, because I tend to be a little bit of a skeptic. And at that point, I was still going back and forth with like the last 15 pounds that I needed to lose. So I thought, I'm going to try this. My food that I did the tapping session on that I craved was peanut butter and crackers. No judging. Um, I could eat a lot of peanut butter and crackers, ladies. I mean, like a lot. I'm not going to tell you how much, but I mean, totally love them. So I did a session on not craving peanut butter and crackers. That was, like I said, about a year and a half ago. I did one session. I have not had peanut butter and crackers since then. Haven't wanted it. Haven't really thought about it. Haven't craved it. I mean, it, it was not like, oh my gosh, I want this so bad, but I can't have it. No, I just was done. That was it. What's really interesting, because I didn't tap it this way, but it kind of turned out, I have peanut butter every now and then. I'll have some on a piece of bread, or I will have crackers sometimes if I'm having soup or a salad occasionally. But peanut butter and crackers, mm -mm, haven't had them. So I'm here to tell you this stuff really works. So this app, The Tapping Solution, I love it. It is not just for sleep, but it does have sleep in there. Like I said, I use the micro session for relaxation every night almost every night. I miss sometimes. And it is amazing. They have all kinds of really great things on there. For those of you, by the way, who are familiar with Tony Robbins, he does a couple of sessions on there, one for morning, one for evening. And he talks in this gravelly voice, you know, that he has. Um, that's a terrible imitation, but you know what I mean? He talks about the fact that he has used tapping for like over 20 years and look where Tony Robbins is. So it really is a good thing. I highly recommend it. You can use it for all kinds of things. Every client that comes in for a hypnosis package, I teach them on the first session how to do tapping. And I introduce them to the app because it is so good for everything. Again, it is a somatic therapy. It's in the somatic therapy family, which means that you're using your body. You are tapping on energy points in your body. You're telling your amygdala, it's okay. I've got this. And you feel less stressed and you are able to do the things that you need to do. I love the app. It's great. Highly recommend it. Wish I had come up with it, but oh well. Okay. So that is the end of all the sleep stuff. Next, uh, the next episode, I will finish out sleep 
with some more things. So now some fun facts about Waco. Waco has a lot of outdoor venues for sports. If you like sports, come to Texas. We've got it. Waco has a lot of them. There is a Waco Regional Fitness and uh, Tennis and Fitness Center. Brazzles Park Disc Golf Course. I, I've mentioned before, we have a lot of disc golf in Waco. The Double R Fields at Riverbend Park. Brazzles River for swimming, rowing, and water sports. Baylor has a couple of, I think they're called crew teams. They do the rowing stuff. Anyway, they practice on the Brazos River because it flows right past their campus. Um, there is the Hot Heart of Texas Soccer Field Complex and Waco Skeet and Trap Club, which is the second largest in the state. I've never gone, I think it's skeet shooting is the term, and I'm not sure what trap is. But um, anyway, if you're interested in those things, they are, they are here. Then also Cameron Park for mountain biking and the Bicycle World Shop here in Waco does a Monday night lights mountain bike ride. So they do it on Monday nights. They meet at their shop about 715 and they do the trails at night. And it sounds very cool. I don't have a bicycle right now and I don't know if I'd want to ride in the dark, but it sounds very cool. So there's lots of fun outdoor things to do in the Waco area. Okay. So we're going to wrap things up here. Along with this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I am available for public speaking. If you would like to talk to me about me possibly speaking at your event, you can contact me through my website, www.drmelissarich.com, or you can email me at info at drmelissarich.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, ladies, and I hope you have, I would love for you to do one of the following or all of them. That would really help me out. Follow my podcast, write a review and or share an episode. That would be awesome. I really am working on building up my audience because social media is not one of my strong points. So I know though that there are some of you who do this effortlessly. So if you would help me promote this, that would be awesome. I would love it. All right. You all have a good day. Thanks for joining me. And again, this is Dr. Melissa Rich with Taking Care of Your Temple podcast. I hope to have you back next time. Bye.